Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Connecting Cannabis, uh, brought to you by Razzle. I'm your host, Brian Haller. Today, um, I'm here with uh, entrepreneur, consultant, and educator, Barbie Summers. Uh, Barbie, how are you today? I'm great. It's snowed today. I'm a little chilly. Is it? Yeah, it's snowed out where you are. Interesting. Uh, crazy, crazy weather lately, yeah? Yeah. Very strange for there to be snow in the desert in April. Very strange. Very, very strange indeed. Um, well, thank you for being here today. Um, for all of you out there, uh, Barbie's a, um, a, an amazing entrepreneur and consultant. We're going to dig into um, kind of how to educate people and how some of her clients are kind of reacting to everything going on right now. Um, obviously, uh, Razzle puts a high priority on educating, um, and we would like to work with our clients to help them do so. Um, you can find other amazing folks uh, such as Barbie in our services index. So um, that is uh, one place to go look for Razzle um, or at uh, for people like Barbie on Razzle. Um, I will say this. Uh, it's a pleasure. I've met Barbie a couple of times before. And, um, you know, it's really, really interesting to hear uh, a little bit about your kind of journey, essentially. Um, so let's dig in right away. Uh, what kind of um, let's start here. What inspired you to kind of create Fairy Jane? A passion for the plant is the short answer. Um, I, I experienced health benefits myself, uh, mainly to combat chronic pain with cannabis and then became an activist in my local community and became such a nerd and really educated myself. I just became fascinated by this plant and its various healing properties and all of the methods of consumption. And I mean, I just geeked out hard and naturally became an educator. I mean, if you are the one that is, you know, most enthusiastic about cannabis in your friend circle, they all start to view you as an authority. And that sort of spread out and I became known publicly as an educator. And I'm happy to do so. I, I love learning myself and I love sharing the knowledge I have. That's excellent. And certainly, uh, I, I feel like um, cannabis as a community, and I don't want to speak in general terms, you know, everybody's different, but I feel like education is such a big, big, big component to uh, not just people's businesses, but their, their culture, their essence, um, you know, really to uh, bring it out. And I think it does nothing but help you um, in terms of um, ingratiating yourself to the overall community and ideally, you know, um, getting your products and services uh, learned about that way. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. So, um, Fairy Jane, um, tell us a little bit about what kind of consulting you're doing. Various kinds. Uh, I do offer a, a cannabis concierge service to individuals or groups that may include taking a client to a dispensary for the first time. Mm. You know, an experience like that can be very overwhelming to somebody who hasn't stepped foot into a dispensary before. All the different kinds of products, all the different methods of consumption, all the different brands. It's just completely overwhelming to them. And there are bud tenders, of course. Um, but for those of us that have been to several dispensaries, I'm sure you will agree that the knowledge that the bud tenders have varies greatly. And not all of them are, are well-educated, unfortunately. So I'd love to see more education and maybe more standardized education, something that really fits in line with science rather than just being educated by the brands on demo days, because I right. can tell which bud tenders have had what kind of education. Yes. Um, you know, and that's a, I think that's why, 
you know, a lot of emphasis is on education. Um, you know, you've got a lot of folks that are kind of dabbling or dipping their toe into uh, using cannabis for the first time uh, in recent years. And they're going to want, especially the older that they are, and there's a large, large older demographic kind of finally kind of getting into it. You know, um, how have you, uh, what have you found education wise that has helped them kind of um, overcome any issues or, or concerns they have? Well, the, for the older demographic, of course, they're most at risk with what's happening right now, sure. we are told. Um, so I advise they not go outside, but um, I did actually take a, a client of mine who is in that older demographic yesterday to a dispensary. He's been quarantining well, as have I. It was actually one of my first outings. And I'm thankful that cannabis dispensaries are considered essential. So we were able to still go there and give him that dispensary experience. So he feels confident enough to go again by himself. But until all of this clears up, I do recommend he now just gets what he wants delivered now that he knows what he likes. Yeah, that's smart. And that's good advice for anybody out there. While, you know, cannabis is an essential service and we're very all, we're all very thankful that, um, you know, dispensaries and uh, places are open for you to, you know, curbside pickup or however they're adjusting. Um, but it is also important that once you know what you want, a lot of them deliver. And so I think that's a, it's also an important thing to, to remember once you kind of get your feet wet. Um, what are you uh, seeing in terms of, um, you know, uh, people's concerns in terms of not just being needing to be aware of the plant, but, you know, what are people trying to, you know, what do you, people who work with you, what are they trying to medicate for specifically? More right. than anxiety. <laughs> yep. That's what and I hear. Yes. And yeah. a lot of times those go hand in hand. And uh, one thing I will be very upfront about, uh, I, I do love THC. It's one of my favorite cannabinoids, but it has a complicated relationship with anxiety and it can promote panic attacks, paranoia. And if that's exactly the kind of behavior we don't want to indulge in, we might be more mindful of our THC use. And maybe that's something that we gravitate to towards the end of the day. Also make sure you're maybe not smoking by yourself or however you're ingesting. Actually, the older demographic quite like capsules I have found. Interesting. There's great little 10 milligram capsules out there or even five milligram for those that 10 is a bit too much. And I, you know, always industry standard, start low, go slow. Yes. Yes. Um, but I find that the older demographic doesn't want to smoke. They're not smokers at all. But for those of us who do like an earlier onset or the ritual of smoke, I'm recommending dryer vaporizers at this time for our lung health because you're not combusting, you're not taking in the carcinogens and the toxins that are in the smoke. And it's better for your lungs if you are an inhaler. Um, but yeah, a lot of the seniors, they like edibles. Yep. And for their arthritis, topicals is really wonderful. And I also like to introduce people, no matter what age they are, to raw cannabis products. And there's usually just a few on the shelf. You're lucky to find one. Um, I'm here in California. We have two major brands for that, Awaken Topicals and Fiddler's Green. Um, thankfully, at the Lighthouse where I went yesterday in Palm Springs, they had both. Oh, very nice. Um, could you elaborate a little bit on um, like raw cannabis? So raw cannabis has not 
had heat applied to it. It has not had the process in it, the industry, in the industry we call decarboxylation. So raw products have not been decarboxylated, which means they really truly have more full spectrum cannabinoids within them because cannabinoids volatize at different temperatures. And many of them are volatized to the point when we consider it decarboxed or decarbed, sorry. So yeah, raw, you'll find the acidic cannabinoids, THCA, and CBDA, which are the acidic precursors to THC and CBD. And they're really, really good for you. And you won't get high. It is not psychotropic. Uh, THC, however, is. So once you apply heat to THCA, it converts to THC. And that's when you have euphoria. Oh, that's right. You know, it's funny, uh, you bring up the, you know, endocannabinoids, excuse me. Um, And I think a lot of people that are out there in the world are only familiar with two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's over a hundred. Yes. And there's over a hundred. Could you, um, I mean, obviously we don't have time to go over all a hundred, but can you um, maybe kind of give a 10,000 foot view of kind of what the system is and, you know, and why there are over a hundred, but we only really recognize maybe two of them. Yes. Well, I don't know why there are only are there over a hundred. That is nature's well, sure, uh, yes. answer. Yes. Um, yes. So uh, yes, it's it's kind of unfortunate that we've only memorized two <laughs> out of all amazing cannabinoids. And mainly THC became a superstar because that's the one that gets you high. Of course. CBD is quite the superstar because it is quite common now in a lot of strains. And when we were breeding, we were breeding more for getting high, basically. The, the growers of this plant, while it was illegal all of these decades, were mainly growing it to get us higher and higher. So a lot of these lesser known cannabinoids were bred out of these strains. And now that we're interested in them, and actually on the venture capital side and the private equity side, we see some interesting patents that are coming into play with some of these lesser known cannabinoids. And I'm really excited about that. But I also wanna make sure the general public and the mainstream knows about these cannabinoids and the idea of the entourage effect, which also involves more than just cannabinoids. What are equally important are the terpenes. And then there's flavonoids and other phytochemicals, which is why I'm a big believer in whole plant medicine and raw cannabis, you can't get more whole plant than that. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that, um, you know, people, I don't know, like you said, you know, there is a lot of education that needs to be done. Then on top of that, there needs to be a lot of investigating into, you know, all these other cannabinoids and, you know, what they, what the other benefits from them might be, some of which is starting to happen, obviously. Um, and to your point, um, you know, Razzle, you know, we do a lot of things in terms of B2B um, businesses, but our investment platform, our investment marketplace, we are seeing a lot of investors um, and even businesses uh, starting up, really trying to take advantage of, you know, like CDN, for instance, and, and other ones that are kind of uh, uh, percolating. Um, you mentioned seeing that too. Um, are there any that kind of um, interest you in particular? THCV interests me. Why? Well, okay. Um, well, that one is the one that they're saying 
can be an appetite suppressant. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of women say they don't want to smoke cannabis because they're afraid to get the munchies and then they're going to gain weight. And there have been some other scientific studies done specifically on why some cannabis users, actually quite a majority of cannabis users have lost weight. And, and I consider myself in that category. I've lost weight since I've become a more regular user over the years. That's, I would echo that. Um, when I first started <laughs> long ago, um, definitely, you know, munchies could come up every now and again. And, you know, I think you got used to, you weren't used to kind of what it did and you didn't know as much. You just enjoyed the feeling. Um, but then as you progress, yeah, I, I definitely can relate to that. Um, I don't get um, munchies anymore. And in fact, there's ways it kind of mitigates what I eat. Yeah, it's a really interesting relationship. And uh, there's even been some studies out there saying that those of us who are regular consumers and sometimes associate food with cannabis, like the increased appetite with then eating, then if you stop using cannabis, you don't have an appetite anymore. I think that's an interesting study too. I am interested in the good stories and the bad stories of this plant as a whole. There are positives and negatives. Um, I also welcome the pharmaceutical industry uh, as much as I'm such a huge advocate of DIY, grow it yourself, make your own topicals and tinctures and whatever, sex lubes, cooking oils, all of that. I, I encourage people to get familiar with this plant, try to grow this plant and form a relationship with it. It's a really beautiful plant. Having said all of that, and you know, I'm a believer in the entourage effect. I think that only with the help of pharmaceutical companies and research laboratories, are we going to find out what the perfect combination and all of us are different too. We all have different genetic responses to that. That's why there's these really interesting genetic compatibility tests with cannabis too. And I've had one of those. That's another. (laughs) Um, But yes, I'm so interested to see the kind of products that are going to come out that we can't possibly do on our own without these big laboratories, Um, finding the, the right combinations of cannabinoids, the right ratios basically rebuilding the plant. And I'm hoping that it doesn't all go into the world of synthesization. I think that there is still something magical. And I know I sound like a hippie when I say that, but magical about the plant as it is, as it grows in nature, there's something magical about these breeders. Um, I love the ones I work with. I also have another company called High Dining and we do upscale low dose cannabis infused dining experiences. And I always work with growers in the Emerald Triangle area and the way they speak about the plant and the way they grow the plant and the fact that it's sun grown and all of those terpenes that present themselves truly are the natural expression of that crop for this season. And that's where you can really get into a lot of the parallels between wine connoisseurship and cannabis connoisseurship and the apple project and really fascinating stuff going on in the world of craft cannabis. Yeah, I really, I've always seen cannabis um, a lot more along the lines of wine, you know, different um, strains, different, you know, um, versions. And I'm not even a huge wine drinker, but I know enough about the culture of wine and kind of how it's presented and how, I don't know, I see, I see a lot of parallels like you do um, with cannabis in that respect, which kind of leads into you know, obviously Barbie's not just a uh, consultant uh, with Fairy Jane. You know, she's 
uh, chief experience creator for, as she alluded to, high dining. Um, and so um, high dining, uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about high dining as well. Well, high dining is a further extension of my education. Yes, having really amazing upscale fine dining experiences infused with cannabis, but they're also infused with education. And in our custom experiences, we, we can co-create with our clients. Like, uh, for example, we did a dinner party in Bel Air in January that was the finale to an investor summit. It was a group of investors out here for a psychedelics summit, actually. Interesting. Um, Yes, yeah, so they were learning about psilocybin and magic mushrooms all day long. Um, we did not infuse with those special ingredients, although we did uh, infuse <laughs> some other mushrooms, um, POP mushrooms and king oyster mushrooms. So we celebrated it um, in our, our own way. We also did an optional five milligram uh, infusion in the food. And we also infused with CBD and as well as the raw. And uh, for this co-creation, we had a flower table that guests could just walk up to and consume at their leisure. Or in other experiences, we've had a full-on cannabis sommelier experience and everyone gets their own pipe and they're guided through an education of terpenes because terpene testing is still relatively new and not all of the cultivars at the dispensary you go to will have that level of detail for you to ask about. Oh, sure. That's why we really want to train our guests or educate, I should say, how to use your nose, how to use your olfactory senses to find the perfect flower for you. If you know you want something uplifting, you want something with more limonene in it. And once you know that limonene is the same thing that makes lemon kush and <laughs> a lemon smell the same, You've got it, you yeah. know, and the chefs that I work with too. It is, I love the aha moment when they realize they already are familiar with all of the flavors I'm talking about when I'm talking about terpenes. Yeah, it's really interesting. The um, integration of that within like food, for example, so fascinating to me, um, oh, yeah. you know, all the different ways. And then if you circle that, if you couch that with, like you said, scientifically, you can kind of evaluate an individual Right. We even have a couple of companies on the platform that do these kind of things um, on Razzle uh, investments. Um, so you can get that knowledge about what's best for you personally. Mm -hmm. And then you work with like high dining and say, you know, hey, I want to put together this. And each person can have their individualized sort of uh, journey uh, created for them um, in a very, very uh, unique and um, enjoyable way. Yeah. Um, Being social cannabis is. Oh such a different experience than alcohol. And, and most of our celebrations are still so alcohol centric. And when we do a, an experience for someone, we actually ask them to really have it as a, a low or a no alcohol event. So we truly can be on that cannabis journey. Yeah. Uh, and then we do some ticketed events too. Um, we do a premier one, it's kind of our flagship production called the Moonlit Movable Feast under the full moon in Joshua tree. Oh. But I've uh, postponed that one. It was originally to be in June in honor of the strawberry moon. Now it's going to be for the harvest moon on October 3rd with chef Stephen Lee. Oh, very good. Yeah. He's a character. He was a finalist on master chef season six. Right. 
That's yeah. awesome. Congrats on that. And, you know, obviously, um, I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that again as it approaches. So uh, that would be excellent. Um, the final, you know, kind of um, the final business and, you know, that Barbie is uh, affiliated with is, of course, Mary Jane University, speaking of education. Um, yeah. So you are the COO of that. Um, and I hope everybody out there is kind of seeing, sensing how all of um, all of Barbie's businesses and the, her places in them all kind of have a, a purpose if you look at them all together. Um, and um, she's a great example of how to position yourself as an entrepreneur and continue to grow um, in multiple ways and to spread yourself out, but not too thin. Anyways, um, so Mary Jane University, um, give us the kind of Cliff Notes version, if you would. Oh, oh. hold on. There she My, is. Okay, it said low power. I think You're I good. You made it. Okay. Well, Mary Jane University in a nutshell is in-home education. For me, that's my favorite way to educate. And even though I am starting a series of on YouTube of educational videos, I still love to have the eye-to-eye -eye conversations. I love it when people get to ask questions and receive an answer instantly. And also there's a certain level of trust. So this in-home party model works. So it's basically like a Tupperware party and it is more girly, uh, but we are not restricting men by any means, <laughs> but it, it's like those gatherings and, and it is a shopping experience in all honesty, but it is based in education. So we educate about the flower and all of its derivatives, as well as methods of consumption. And we monetize through selling ancillary items, bongs, vaporizers, smell-proof purses. Oh, you should see some of the things that are coming out for women. And a lot of luxury items too. And cannabis is beautiful. People want beautiful accessories to go along with it, especially the ladies. And I'm loving all of the products that we see. So yes, we have a shopping, uh, or a, you know, our first experience is Cannabis 101, where we go over the history of cannabis, take you through prohibition and where we are current day. What does adult use mean? What are your rights? Also, there's something a little we can focus more on parents, parenting and cannabis. And um, that is quite popular with certain age groups. Yep. And we also have aging with cannabis. So there's different spins we can put on the Cannabis 101, but we want everyone to take that one first before we get into the sometimes thought of more exciting ones like the spa party or cooking with cannabis. And that's where we can come in and teach you how to make your own oils at home. Yep. So sure, you have your, you know, you have your beginner kind of courses and you get more kind of advanced, although, you know, it's uh, it's really about kind of learning about yourself and how the plan applies to you and then getting more comfortability. And then you open your mind to doing kind of uh, more of the other things. So that makes a lot of sense and uh, a really nice business model, as a matter of fact. And there's a joint rolling contest. See, then there you go. And <laughs> you learn how to roll a joint. Come on. Ice cream, as it were. Exactly right. Uh, the cherry on top is that great J you get to, to enjoy at the, at the end of the session. Um, it, is, is, it is a great business model too. And it's one that can be replicated in other states and the products vary state by state, but the ancillary products, which is what we sell don't. And um, we work with a really great distributor. They do drop shipping and it's discreet packaging and people love that because it's still some people's guilty little secret. 
Sure. Yeah. And of course, I implore all of you out there that's, that are listening, you know, if you are curious about educating yourself, if you're, if you're curious about kind of the science behind the plant, if you're kind of worried, wondering about how it benefits you the best, Barbie is a fantastic person uh, to reach out to. And on that note, let's make sure everybody knows where um, they can find you out there, Barbie. Okay. Well, my website is fairyjane.com, F-A-E-R-I-E. J-A-N-E.com. And if you're interested in fine dining infused with cannabis, that's highdining.club, not .com. And Mary Jane University is maryjaneuniversity.info. Excellent. And of course, you can see uh, Barbie on various social media platforms as well, uh, like Instagram and and LinkedIn. And uh, a lot of those companies are there too. Barbie, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you again in the the very short future. Thanks, Brian. Of course. Take care. Have a good day.